1: Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android.
2: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail.
0: You guys, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blinds. It is me, Troy McGeady And Kelly Williams. And this is a very special episode. This is, a, a, I guess you could say, a milestone for Beyond the Blinds. Uh, we have our first guests here today, which we are very excited about. Uh, the hosts of the Hollywood Raw podcast, Dax Holt and Adam Glenn, are here. How are you guys? Good, man. Thanks Good for having us. We're excited. We're excited to have you. You guys are so perfectly intertwined in what we talk about and it'll be nice for our listeners to listen to other people's opinions and not just me and kelly like (laughs) manically spiraling out of control about ariana grande (laughs) i
3: I gotta tell you i was listening to you guys rant about um taylor swift on on the (laughs) car ride home and i was i was sitting there yelling at the 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 radio being like yes that i feel the same way i'm like (laughs) There's so many things that just really tick me off about her, but we'll get into that later.
0: Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Okay. (laughs) Well, first, tell the people what you guys do and how you kind of got into the industry.
3: Adam, go for it, man.
0: So I, uh, I, uh,
4: Dax and I met when we worked at TMZ together. Before that, I was a stand-up comedian, went to school for PR, couldn't get a job anywhere. Went back to school, got my teaching certification, couldn't get a job anywhere. And then in 2009, I did a show in New York City at the Broadway Comedy Club. And someone in the crowd said, you seem funny, not threatening. You know, pop culture. Would you be interested in a job at TMZ? And I said, listen, I'll do anything for health insurance. And <laughs> it's, uh, And at the time, I knew a lot about celebrities. I, at the time, you know, I was in college at the time. Perez Hilton was really big. So I followed the blogs. I'm based in New York City. So I knew like the New York City hotspots. And I didn't even know what it was. And then I did another thing where I got in touch with some guy who was working as a paparazzi for TMZ. And I didn't even know paparazzis really existed in New York City. And um, all of a sudden, I got a call saying, from he hooked me up with someone. They said, hey, we're trying to build up the New York office. Would you want to do this job? I said, listen, I'll do anything. I didn't even know what it was. I just needed a job. And then four months later, I said, hey, you still interested in the job? I said, yeah. They said, all right, you start tomorrow. They gave me a two-week contract with the camera. And just to see what I could do. And in two weeks, I didn't get arrested. I didn't get into fights. (laughs) And uh, they gave me a three-year contract. And uh, so I started, you know, I worked for TMZ for over seven years, more than seven and a half years, something like that. And uh, I was, uh, you know, I ran the New York uh, camera system. I ran around, I interviewed, and that's what I still do. You know, I run around the streets of New York City. I interview celebrities on the street. I consider what I do, like you could call me paparazzi. I'm not offended. however. I feel what I do is a little bit different. It's more journalism because I'm always trying to engage with people. I don't do photos, I do video. And um, it's adrenaline, it's exciting, you know. For every you know, if as you guys know, you listen, we're all podcasters here. If we ever want to do an interview with Oprah and we all reach out to Oprah's people or her camp, we're lucky we get someone on the phone saying, sorry, we're not interested, click. But I Mm realized if I get to them, if I get in front of them, then I'll like be able to interview them. And therefore I've been able to interview everyone from Oprah to you know Brad Pitt to Shaquille O'Neal to Adam, you know I mean the list goes on and on everyone I've gotten to kind of engage with and talk to and it's kind of like this guerrilla style talk show now I'm no longer a TMZ but I still do these celebrity interviews and what I do is I have my own YouTube channel called Adam's Apple and then I also license them to different media outlets and then Dax and I kind of came together and started the Hollywood Raw podcast.
0: I'm happy that you brought up the term paparazzi possibly being offensive because I've always wondered If that was a term that offended people who take photos and film celebrities, it feels like a seedy term.
4: It's, it's, you know what it is? I feel like it's, you're right. There's just some negative tone that comes with it, you know, and I just never wanted to feel like a bad guy. Like I was never trying to destroy relationships. I'm never the gotcha paparazzi. You know, I'm always one just trying to have an interview, just trying to get a few minutes with you. I'm never trying to, uh, you know, get too dirty or too grimy i'm not at your children's school i'm not on a yeah. playground i don't do that kind of stuff i'm just trying to have a cool fun interview that's guerrilla style raw uh, engaging and just kind of fun like not like rehearsed like you see on a lot of the you know late night tv shows so that's what i do as far as the word paparazzi i'm not offended by it it's just there's a negative tone to it i think when people hear the word paparazzi it's like yuck they're they're creepy people and right. uh, I don't, you know, I don't. Well,
3: Adam, you are a little creepy, though. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, I like, shower, guys, but I'm a little creepy, but not like to
4: the fullest, extent. I'm not hiding in bushes. But, right. Uh, uh, yeah. You're not like exciting. hidden in
0: Lindsay Lohan's laundry room.
4: No, I've never done that. You know, maybe, <laughs> yeah. for, the, maybe for her uh, bachelorette party, I'll do it. But, not, <laughs> but
0: you, not, uh... I, I do
3: want to say, because Adam's not going to toot his own horn, but I do want to say he has the best reputation of anyone that is holding a camera in New York. Like, every single celebrity knows adam and they respect him and they give them or give him their time of day so when he says you know i interview oprah well oprah knows adam by name which is still mind-blowing to me but oprah will come out of a building and be like adam come talk to me you know gail gail will be like adam you know (laughs) like they get excited to see adam and to me i think that kind of shows how he's not just like you say paparazzi he he knows these people and he has relationships with them and everyone when they go to New York they stop and they talk with Adam and it's funny because you know Adam starting at TMZ it was always I'm going to stop and talk to Adam with TMZ and now it's like they don't care who he's selling with or where it's going to end up they just want to talk to Adam and that's been really a fun thing to watch happen over the years
4: that's amazing it's cool it's definitely fun it's always adrenaline because you never know who I'm going to run into but it's uh I'm also in New York city. You know, you've seen the videos that we've all have growing, you know, being in this industry in LA where the, you know, the Britney Spears uh, taking taking an umbrella hitting against a car. I've never had that type of involvement. Again, I'm in New York city. So I'm also a big fish in a small pond, but my, my motivation, my, my, my strategy was for every single time a celebrity comes to New York, I want to cross paths with them. I want them to run into me or see me and be like, Oh, I know that guy. And just know that I'm not a bad guy. And at first, when I first started, you know, there was just a really kind of negative outlook on it. And then eventually some celebrities kind of um, befriended me. And I you don't you only see when the camera's recording, you know, every time when the celebrities, you know, I try to every time when I'm done with the celebrity, I try to turn the camera off as quick as possible so I could talk to them off camera. And honestly, I thank them. I thank them because they gave me two minutes of their time. I'm able to pay for my health insurance now. You know, that's right. I pay for my own health insurance. I'm able to pay my bills because they were nice enough and generous to me. And hopefully they thought I was respectful back. So it's a two-way street. You know, that's what we do.
0: Yeah, it's like a respect of the ecosystem. Sure. And then Dax, what about you?
3: Oh man, I uh, I got into this crazy entertainment business Back in like 2005, I had just graduated. No, I'm sorry. I was in college. I needed a, I needed to have an internship to be able to graduate. And so I started at Extra, the TV show. And Extra is sister shows. Well, at least it was. Yeah, it is still. With, uh, with TMZ. But TMZ wasn't even a thing yet. It was like just getting started. And someone said, hey, go upstairs. Harvey is starting this new website. You should go check it out. And so I went up there, introduced myself, and things just started to roll from there. I started doing red carpets. I mean, that's when TMZ did red carpets just to give you an idea of yeah. how long ago this was, <laughs> yeah. um, but we were doing, he sent me out. I think my first red carpet was like a PETA event. And I got to interview pink and Dennis Rodman and Kristen Cavallari, who was like on top of the world at that time. And I was on crutches. Cause I had just dislocated both my ankles. And so Fun fact, but everyone will come talk to you if you're on a red carpet with two legs in boots and on crutches. (laughs) Throwing it out there. I'm not saying you should use it, but if you need interviews, uh, throw in the sympathy card there. Uh, Everyone came to talk to me and Harvey was like, this is amazing. Uh, When do you want to start? And so the day I graduated was my first full-time job at tmz and i was there for 12 years started off like yeah just at the bottom work my way up and by the end i was managing the clips clearance department which is uh, the people who see all the photos coming in all the videos coming in wow they license them they they buy them from random individuals so i have seen it all when it comes <laughs> yeah, to the censored photos and oh, God. The crazy stuff I, I mean that was my job essentially to be a voyeur and look at all the amazing stuff. And I'm telling you, when you're on a paparazzi website, it is, I, I don't know, it's like another world. Yeah. Where you, you're you looking through just thousands of photo sets and seeing all the different angles. And I, I don't know, there was something so fun about that. And then I got to sit there and pitch it out to the world and present whatever I thought was interesting to, to everyone else. And I, it was a really fun Thing to do, and then uh, you know, after about twelve years, I just said, "I I, I need a break, guys." <laughs> you yeah. know, it's 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 TMZ is a beast of its own. It was amazing. It put me on this this platform I didn't know I was ever going to be on television. You know, nightly, let alone like all the different things that has kind of spun off from it. But at a point, news never stops. And from when I started, you know, I was single, and then during my time there, I got married and had kids and like all this stuff. And so my priorities at the end were like, I, I can't be driving to LA and on calls 24 seven. So I needed to move on with my life. And so it's kind of funny that, you know, Adam says we met at TMZ. We did meet at TMZ, but we never really chatted. And then once we had both left TMZ, that's when we really like connected. And we're like, let's do this podcast. Like, let's have fun. We have all these stories and Celebrity encounters, and we have all these connections, and like, what can we do with this? And so that's really kind of why we got into the podcasting world.
0: That's amazing, honestly. You describing your job is like I'm salivating. Your former job, <laughs> like looking through uncensored paparazzi pictures and choosing which ones the world sees. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. dreamt of that.
4: It's really, it's really pretty interesting to see these sites to see. To see before the world sees it, and then also sometimes have like a a bid on it, you know, because yeah. that's what happens with. And Dax can explain more of the process of that, but it's uh it's like kind of like the the real Daily Mail before it gets to Daily Mail. I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's it's very raw. Like not all the shots are good. There's a uh, there's a lot of photos that don't make it out there. You get to see that stuff. Dax is, uh, I mean, there's, yeah, he saw tons of that.
3: There's there's millions of photos that never see the light of the day because maybe they're just not interesting enough. Like overnight, it'll be, you know, 50, 60, 100 sets of photos that come in, and you only really post one or two. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So there's a lot of content that it just kind of goes to waste overnight.
1: Now, I have a question for you, Dax. I know TMZ is known for being controversial mm-hmm. in all these things. Was there anything you ever saw and you were just like, I can't show that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know, because I mean, TMZ is known for kind of being seedy so, in a way.
3: Of course, of course. I, you know, I think they like to push the boundary. They mm-hmm. like to get people talking. That's what put TMZ on the map, essentially. Right. Um yeah, I mean, there was a lot of things that would come across my desk that we just, we, we couldn't post, you know, whether it's intrusive. I mean, I saw a lot of photos, and this was back in the day, but, you know, I remember a specific helicopter shot that was looking directly into Britney Spears's backyard when she was swimming with the kids. And it was like, what is, like, there are rules that you, yeah. this goes way beyond the bounds here, and no one is, no New site is going to pick up a photo like this because that is a complete invasion of privacy right there were definitely photo sets that would come out that i'd be like well we're not going to do anything with this and this feels gross even looking at them so we will pass but you know maybe there was someone that posted i don't know but yeah there was a lot of stuff that came across my desk that we would not post Mm
2: -hmm.
0: well the first thing that we have to ask you the most important question is do you guys read celebrity blind items ever Hell yeah, of course. Of course, <laughs> I love them. What are you I'm thinking
3: about? of our own. What are you talking about? We've been doing this for <laughs> a long
0: time. I'm usually the ones, I'm the usual one sending them in. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about them? Like, what is your perception? I guess, especially now, because like the way that like we started this podcast because we both love blind items, and there's been this sort of like rebranding of the blind item recently where like people seem to be um, I guess younger people. Because we always joke about how blind items are so sort of in a funny way stuck in like 2004, like the websites and the way that they look and the way that they feel. So you have to be of a particular age to even know how to navigate blind items a lot of the time. But with like Instagram accounts like Dumois and stuff like that, you've seen like younger people kind of like opening up their minds to the idea of blind items. And it's just funny to see them be like reborn, I guess.
3: Oh, no, we we love that. I mean, we had the founder of Dumois on the podcast because we find that so fascinating. And not only that, since Perez kind of, you know, faded away a little bit, there hasn't really been this like resurgence of blind items like it used to be. And Dumois really brought that back into the spotlight. And I think that seeing that Instagram account grow as quickly as it did, you realize people love this stuff. I think everyone yeah. does. Everyone like everyone likes kind of a game, or to try to figure it out, or try to the, the the mystery behind it is really fun and fascinating. I think.
4: Yeah, it's weird. I I love the Dumois Sunday edition because again, I'm in New York City, so I want to see where celebrities go. I want to see like, oh, who was in town, who I might have missed. Um, uh, sometimes as it gets a little it bothers me a little bit because they let you know after the person's gone. I'm like, man, I could have ran off and got that person interview, but I get why they do it. My here's my only issue when you give everyone permission to kind of be able to post something there, I don't find all of it legitimate. Now I've, there's been numerous of times on Dumas or some other sites where like I was there, like, uh, you know, they always say like the photographers are like, no, yeah, I was there actually working it. And it didn't really, it wasn't accurate. You know, there's, there's a lot of un- a- inaccuracy. And I talked to one big celebrity who actually had to reach out to them and say, Hey man, like I would never get involved or trying to kind of, basically this one big celebrity. Here's a little blind item. And, um <laughs> uh and actually in credit to Dumois they did not do anything with it but I guess they got a tip that this random celebrity was dating this celebrity and they reached out to this person and they said hey man I would never get involved respond to any of this but this one's like way far off and they never posted it so Mm -hmm. I do respect that that happened with that said there I've I'm around I work on the streets of New York City I'm around a lot sometimes it's a little bit um not the most accurate, but also sometimes they can say, Oh, this person was rude to the waiters, but that was just your interpretation. Maybe someone else was like, no, you weren't in the conversation. They were actually pretty nice. So you just, you got to take it with, uh, take it, take it in a with a grain of uh, salt. Yeah. With a grain of salt, I guess you'd say. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. That's what we always say. We're like, not all of this is true. It's just things that might be true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's,
4: I would say the majority of the time there is some truth to it, but there's always three sides to every story. So, right?
1: What do you guys think is one of the most curated celebrities of the moment? Cur- Whether like it's they, stage like paparazzi they, pictures or selling certain stories or anything like that.
3: I mean, the Kardashians. Kardashians, yeah. Right? Like, I, mean, I don't think there's any guess. They changed the game. I also we listen. I, I they're definitely overexposed, but at the same time they're the masters of publicity. And I Great. applaud them for, for that because it is hard to stay relevant in this industry. And it's hard to stay relevant for this long doing nothing that amazing. And they've done it. And they continuously keep me interested. And I'm someone in this industry and I'm still interested in them. Um, so that to that fact, I'm, I, I'm, I always kind of bow my hat. It's just like, I don't know how Kim continuously... Brings up a narrative that people are interested in, but she doesn't.
0: But don't you think they're so interesting though? Because they have sort of like, I would say most people at this point have become a little bit more like well versed in understanding a staged paparazzi photo versus one that seems like truly authentic, right? When you look at Kim and Pete like holding hands for one second, like everybody is talking about that. And it's interesting. It's almost like the fact that it isn't real and that it is so curated is like, not a big deal anymore like people enjoyed watching Kim take a fake photo just as much as they want like watching her take a real one
4: yeah they changed the game uh you know they now not only that like other people I'm talking major Hollywood stars are kind of doing the same exact thing they're kind of following they're following the recipe yeah it's funny that first photo of Kim and Pete holding hands I don't did that video ever actually come out Dax do did anybody ever see the video or did you guys see, see the video by a chance photo, no. I think it, was,
1: it came out on Daily Mail and they tried the to like yeah they tried to scrub it but TikTok got a hold of it
4: so the video <laughs> yeah. was like so quick they held hands for literally a tenth of a second yeah so you start to wonder did she know the cameras are there now your Kim Kardashian I mean I can't really say that she calls a paparazzi but I can't say she doesn't I mean come on we're I, She's very good to me. So I, uh, it's all, I, alleged.
1: I, it's all yeah. alleged. It's all alleged. <laughs> yeah. It's uh,
4: she's a very, she's, uh, and I have to say about the Kardashians, all of them are insanely, insanely nice, not just to the photographers, but to the fans. And I respect that a lot. Like, they're just very, very nice people. They're fair to everyone. And I respect that. Um, I, I they're, they're, they know what they're doing. They, they're, they're able to make themselves seem interesting and we're all engaged to it. And, Listen, how many times do you see now a photo of, let's just say someone like a, a Katie Holmes or a Jessica Alba, weirdly enough, uh, with the with the label out drinking coconut milk and, <laughs> or, no, I'm sorry, coconut coconut water with the yeah. label out and it's in a Walgreens. I'm like, come on, that <laughs> photo, what paparazzi, I work a lot of paparazzi, they're not following her into a Walgreens to get that photo. It's too good. I mean, you read through not the line, like they're making money.
3: We, we joke about this because Katie Holmes has notoriously set up so many paparazzi shots and it's <laughs> yeah. her in, like you said, in a Walgreens, like looking at something. And I always thought that was so strange that even when she was with Tom, she was doing these setups and I'm like, what is happening right now? Like, yeah. this, is, and it's not even by paparazzi agency. It's by like wire image, which was essentially a Getty. So right there off the top, you know, that it's it's set up because they didn't do those kind of paparazzi shots. I don't know. To me, and we, we have so many celebs. The one thing I do love about our podcast is we have a lot of celebs come on and so many more these days are admitting to doing paparazzi setups. And yeah. it is so refreshing and it is so like, thank God that you're not like playing this like high road anymore, that we have to pretend that you don't like the attention or you have to pretend that you don't want to get be photographed because everyone likes being photographed because trust me now, if Nicole Richie walks out of a store and there's not paparazzi there, she's pissed. She's like, right. where the fuck are the paparazzi? Why am I not famous anymore? So the people that will complain also want it. So having Brian Austin Green on the podcast and say, absolutely, fucking I would hire, oh, I wouldn't hire, I would tell the paparazzi where we're going to be, take your photos of me and Megan on the beach, and then leave me alone for the rest of the week. Use it to their advantage. I mean, it was just, celeb after celeb has been admitting that on our podcast over the last I don't know, year. I mean, who else? Brooke Burke, Spencer we had Pratt, her on the other day. Brooke she had not Spencer acknowledged. Pratt.
4: Spencer Pratt's like, hey, listen, I'll take a, you want to come and shoot me and my family on the beach just hanging out by a very expensive camera who's a very good photographer? Can you send me some shots so we could hang, hang around our house? Yeah, come Great. take some shots. I don't care. Like, you're not my, I'm not mad at it. So it depends. It depends on, so here's actually a little tip though. I'm, because I am one of the guys who works with a lot of photographers, when I read an Us Weekly or People Magazine I always look at the little small writing in the corner to see who shot the photos, especially when it comes to New York photos. I want to see who gets credited for shooting it. If you see something from Star Trek or a guy named Michael Simon, guaranteed they, you know, it's It's pretty much a setup shot. Yeah. And it's funny because I've caught him doing it with, uh, I remember it was, uh, what's her name? The girl who used to be married to Katie Lee. She used to be married to Billy Joel. And I saw them on the street doing setup shots and I ran over my camera trying to interview them. They were so embarrassed and like, you know, but hey, listen, I'm not, don't be embarrassed. I get it. It's part of the game. It makes everyone's job easier and take advantage of it. You know, you, you know, use it to your advantage. There's, you can monetize it. It's good for exposure. It's good for your social media. It's good to, it's just, it's good
3: all around.
1: I've heard the same about BackGrid. If you see BackGrid, it's probably stage or Is that kind of? No, yeah, BackGrid no, back back is grid. pretty
3: much like the biggest paparazzi agency out there. Yes. Oh, it's like okay. that, Mega, Splash, Splash, but those are like legit paparazzi direct. agencies. I'm not saying they don't have set up photos on their site. I'm sure there are, but that doesn't mean, no, if you see BackGrid, most of those are going to be actual paparazzi. Majoritas, they yeah. don't know they're there.
1: Oh, Okay.
0: I feel like it used to be like the separation between like an A-list celebrity, like a, like a, like a Brad and Angelina versus like a reality star celebrity would be like.
3: Roy, even Brad and Angie have done set up photos.
1: But that's what I mean. Like
0: the, the A-list stars used to have to be like, you have to be like very gracious about it and act like it's all just, you know what I mean? But
1: But I feel like those lines
0: are more blurred now.
3: You would think that. That there are people that are above that, but the the reality is, everyone does it, and it may not. I think they skirt the issue by saying, "Well, I don't set up paparazzi photos." However, my manager John is the one that would call the paparazzi agency (laughs) and let them know exactly where we're going to be right now. So you know, there there's this this semantics and what how they say it, but everyone's doing these setup photos because again you need to stay relevant because if you start disappearing from the magazines and the websites you're not as marketable as someone who is you know And, and you may not get booked for the next movie because you're realizing well the person's not really popular no one seems to care about them they're not there's no paparazzi around them why would we want to hire them for our next movie
0: well how would you guys say that it's like it's changed in the past few years because we've definitely obviously seen this like people kind of re-examining how we treated celebrities that were photographed at a time, like people like Misha and Lindsay and Nicole and Brittany. Um, We've seen people kind of like revisiting those old clips and things like that of questions that we used to ask them. And I don't know, how would you say behind the scenes that it's changed? Because we've seen it change, but like we're not in it, you know?
4: I think that was sort of like a period, you know, that during that period, that's what was selling, like the- Right. The, the chaos, you know, there, obviously there's so much chaos. I remember when I first started doing TMZ, I would lose sleep at night when Lindsay Lohan was in town because you knew something was going to happen. Like, I just knew like, fuck, Lindsay, like, you know, my curse, right? I just knew Lindsay Lohan was in town. I knew something was going to happen. I remember one night I was like, something's going to happen to Lindsay. And then she went to Avenue nightclub and she got arrested. And I got a call at three in the morning saying she got a lot, she got arrested. And I just knew that night when I went to sleep, something's going to happen to her and of course i have to wake up in the middle of the night go over to the the police precinct deal with that try to get the shot um but again that was a time when you had these rebellious girls now it's not as crazy you know mm-hmm. i just don't think there's not as much news story or scandal um it's just calm down a little bit you know and i don't think there's anybody that kind of has that type of uh career going on right now is there anybody that's kind of crazy as far as you want to I mean, keep following like
3: Kim's nonstop, knows stop, yeah. but it's yeah.
4: not like, but Kim deals with, with class. You know, she travels with security and the security, you know, I've dealt with security a lot. I always tell the security, don't worry about us. You know, worry about the people on the street because those that, you know, like we're there for a job, I'm holding a camera. You know why I'm here. The person that's across from me, we don't know why they're there. So usually the security works with us. We talk to them. It just kind of calmed down kind of sometimes with security as a buffer but I just don't think there's as many personalities kind of going off the wall a little bit, especially in New York. We never had that kind of issue in New York. It was never that crazy.
3: I I also think the 2006, seven time was just a whole different beast in general. I think that's why people, you know, talk about it so much because it was so wild, but I would say that, you know there this is one of my favorite stories is just i remember watching Tyra's show and nicole was on there and i don't mean to shit all over nicole richie uh, during this podcast but i remember her going on tyra's show and complain and like be like in tears that the paparazzi won't leave her alone and she can't go anywhere and and it was really frustrating to be her but it was the same girl who would literally get in her car drive down robertson boulevard to attract the paparazzi to then go to wherever she needed to go. And I'm like, how can you sit there and complain on a national platform that you don't want your photo taken, but then you're corralling as many paps as you can to go to your next destination so they can take photos of you. And so, you know, I take that also with a grain of salt of people complaining about how horrible it was back then when you were self-inflicting it. Because there's a lot of celebs who live in LA who you never see because they don't go to Craig's, they don't go to Boa, they don't go to the Ivy. You can navigate through LA without ever being seen by a paparazzi and some people don't choose to do that because they wanna be seen and then complain about it.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's one of the things that's gotten kind of lost in translation that during that time, though, like you said, a lot of that stuff was, those girls were calling the paparazzi or like just trying to do anything they could to be photographed or get attention out in public. We were both, Kelly and I are very nostalgic for that time. Obviously, we both love the early 2000s. <laughs> and I remember being in college and literally like, and I wasn't being paid like you were, Adam. I was just like, <laughs> I was just a, a broke college student, like biting my nails every night. Like what the hell is Brittany going to do? I really? feel like I can't go to sleep because I feel like something's going to happen to Brittany. She's going to do something in her car or, you know, it was like, it was insane. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I was in New York when I remember when Amanda Bynes was
4: around and this was you know the same kind of thing it was kind of crazy because we knew some shit was going to happen and we everyone wanted to be there you want to you want to be there to see that kind of happen go down again at the time i was working for another company but like that was just all the paparazzi were there because it was a loose cannon if you get the right shot you could make a lot of money you know and um we don't have those type of personalities right now besides uh, him
3: well, you know, I was going to say it. though, Adam is, I think one huge thing has changed is mental health and like the discussion mm-hmm. around mental health, because when everything was going on with Brittany, it was ha ha ha, let's all watch the train wreck. And yeah. then it also went that same way with Amanda at the beginning. Ha ha ha, let's watch this train wreck. But with Amanda, it changed a lot quicker. I think people realize, oh, this isn't funny. Like this is yeah. a serious yeah. topic and she point. has, she has a serious issue we need to change the narrative of this and we need to stop laughing and we need to redirect our attention to how can we help or get help and i think that um you know that should have happened with britney many many years before but no one realized the signs until obviously it was too late um but people also like to relish in watching these celebs that are rich and powerful go downhill like that is a fascination of our our culture for yeah.
1: sure in not only mental health, but do you think like Instagram and social media has kind of done that too, with celebrities being able to post their own photos and kind of give us that inside look, even though it's usually not a real inside look?
4: Yeah, they'll, con- they'll be able to control the narrative, you know, mm-hmm. and also there's not as many paparazzi as there was 12 years ago. And the reason is there's just the money's not there. Um, it's cheaper for a magazine an outlet to take a photo from an Instagram there than to buy one to buy a photo they could just they could take it for free from instagram and just post, you know it, it doesn't cost them anything and then you know more and more people are realizing where anybody who has a phone they are a journalist so it's it, the the industry has just changed everyone has a camera everyone's walking around with the camera so they're able to get those kind of candid shots like that photo uh recently of pete and kim out to dinner um at what was it Giorgio Baldi in santa monica like that was mm-hmm. a pop that was a person just sitting there taking a photo on their phone, who got that photo? But yeah, you're right. That but the outlets aren't buying as many photos when when they could just use them from Instagram. But then the celebrities are using their social media to kind of control the narrative.
0: Yeah, and plus, I feel like the need to, like when we were younger, it was really, really, really exciting to see something as simple as Paris Hilton going through the In and Out drive-through. Like, that was really exciting. Like, I would stay up for that. I'd be like, I'm going to watch Paris and Nicole go in and out. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. now there's, like, a, a, a lot less of a, you know, I mean, when you're looking at Paris Hilton play with her dogs all day in her house for 12 hours on Instagram, there is, it, it does feel a lot different. Is that been, like, a weird thing to come, like, having still worked in the industry, is that a weird thing to combat?
3: I mean, I, I still find celebs going through drive throughs Fascinating and fun. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> it doesn't get old to me, but I, I think that I think that's just because I love entertainment news so much that I will still find the interesting things. I mean, that's I said because that was my job to just find things that are interesting out of all these photos. So to me, I still would pitch that because I know that there's a, a certain demographic of people out there that no matter how mundane or goofy it is, you know, seeing Paris Hilton or seeing. Kim Kardashian go through the drive through out a Jack in the Box, people are going to love it just because you're rolling through in a, a Bentley through a drive through and people can't relate with that, and it's fun. So, yes, I think to a certain point, Instagram has hurt the paparazzi industry because people are getting their, their news directly from the celebs, but there still is another aspect of it that it's the real side of what their lives are like. And they're putting up their most glamorous moments on Instagram and their idolized way of, of what they think their, their life looks like. But then you get them without makeup walking down the street as a very different aspect, a different view of them. And I think that's what people like.
0: Do you guys have like specific interactions that really, really, really stick out to you when you like when you think about like moments that you'll remember forever?
3: I mean, freaking Adam was in Beyonce's music video. Go. That was a good one. Yeah, I mean,
4: yeah, I, I've I've had pretty insane experiences. I'm not, you know, that's me being like, just I, it's to me again, like, like you guys, you know, Troy, like you, I, I I'm one of those. Pre- I still love. I'm just a middle class kid from, you know, blue collar New Jersey, and then like to me, just to kind of engage and talk to these people. I'm still such a fanboy, but I try to act cool. Uh, for the most part, I think I try. <laughs> Um, but you know, like Beyonce putting me in music video. I mean, that's just like, that's my Courtney Cox and the Bruce Springsteen music video. Like that's just, it's iconic. First of all, it's a great song, great video. And that I actually made the video. It's one of those things where it's, it's part of history, you know, And then, huh. I mean, I've gotten to, I mean, I've gotten to sing with Aretha Franklin, Michael Buble, Wyclef, uh, see like just so many different people I've sang with. And then, uh, you know, actually I remember this part at the time I was working for someplace else. Wink one company. And uh <laughs> yeah. uh this big purse. Actually, this is a crazy story. Are you guys want a blind item? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna give you guys a blind item. I'm not gonna say the names. We'll talk, I'll talk to you guys when the cameras sorry, I'll tell you the names. <laughs> okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna so this one two celebrities are married and they just announced on a Friday afternoon they're getting divorced. I'm gonna try to say it as blind as possible because I don't wanna get, but it's because I don't want to. This is this is wild, dude. And <laughs> apparently oh man, dude, this is crazy. So they're, they just got divorced and that kind of was working for someplace else, wink. And the two people's big celebrities got divorced. And apparently the one celebrity was allegedly dating someone who worked for him and hooking up with that. And then the female, um, was allegedly hooking up with someone else pretty famous. And I was told to ask this person when they came out of their, uh, at the time they are doing something in New York it was a Friday afternoon to ask them what was the reason for the divorce which to me honestly still even thinking about it, does not make me feel good that's a very intrusive question like I don't feel like a good guy doing that that's not my cup of tea that's not the person I'm trying to be but the other at that time I was kind of you know working for someone else and um, they at the so right before the person um, came out of their of this building the per I had someone call me and say, do not ask about this question. Just see what other sound bites you could get. And the person came out. And, and it's funny because all the paparazzi were down the street. And for some reason, I just started walking down the street a little bit towards the building. And the person came out. I looked behind me and all the paparazzi are just sitting there, just hanging out, waiting for the person to come. They didn't realize that the person we were waiting for it just came out. And I put up my, I wait a little bit and wait till the paparazzi, like don't even, I'm sort of out of their sight. I put up my camera I start talking to the person. I go say, hey man, it's a lot of tough news. How you doing? How you feeling? He starts answering the question saying everything's good, um, you know. And I ask, you know, obviously the question like, is everything right? You know, will you guys maintain? Will you guys still be friends? And it was a really good, nice conversation. Where, in my opinion, which I was in a tough position to ask these kind of rough questions about a sensitive subject, I was able to kind of, uh, you know, not make it as rough. But he answered back to me, and uh, the video was great. I just think. This was a crazy situation where this star was allegedly hooking up with someone who worked for him, and the wife was allegedly hooking up with another big celebrity.
0: That is wild. So, th- yeah. so none of them caught. I'll say the names later. Call- by
4: the way, I'll okay.
1: okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna. <laughs> for- we're not gonna yeah, yeah. forget. We okay. will We won't. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching.
0: Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds.
2: This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
3: had a bunch i think some of my more memorable ones or kim kardashian came into the tmz office that was fun got to you know she, she we were next to like a, a sushi joint so we had a lot of people like bieber stopped in one day uh he was literally having sushi and then found out we were upstairs and he came in stopped by uh Lindsay lohan did a uh, she did a April Fool's joke with us where she sat in the newsroom pitching stories as a reporter (laughs) and we did not acknowledge the fact that she was Lindsay Lohan at all like it literally just went to her she pitched out a a video and then it went back and my my Twitter blew up like was that fucking Lindsay Lohan sitting (laughs) right next to you and so that was a really fun just memorable moment and I, I mean Jerry Springer came in so I've had a lot of these weird run-ins and then I've ran into a lot of celebs in public. And that's kind of always been fun. Cause you can kind of see who appreciates the TMZ effect and who does not. And <laughs> so like John Mayer sat down and had drinks with me and David Spade kind of waved me over and we took a photo together, but then like Janice Dickinson like ran the other oh. way as fast as she could. <laughs> so I love Janice just, Dickinson. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's been fun just to see those interactions. And I think, when I got to a point when it was, you know, when you when you had David Spade recognize you in public, that was probably the weirdest thing. Me, just <laughs> well, me what he like, did? These people are like super famous. How the hell do they know who the hell I am? You know that that was cool. Well,
4: I really, I want to I got a good story. So, uh, you know, I told you that when I first started doing the job, I didn't know if I felt like a good person doing it because they put me in tough situations, and I was like, this is time when it was really crazy, and I was like, man, I'm a stand-up comic. I'm just trying to have like fun interactions. Like, I don't want to be creepy and stuff. And then all of a sudden, a person who I was a huge fan of is Shaquille O'Neal. And Shaquille O'Neal, uh, every time he came to New York, I always try to see if he was doing a show or doing some, I try to cross paths with him. And he got this. Every time he came to New York, I always interviewed him. And then one day I saw him in New York and I tried to interview him. He goes, Hey, man, um, not today. I'm, uh, I'm just sort of going through some stuff. I'm, I'm like, All right, no worries. I put my camera down. I start walking away. He goes, Yo, what's your number? And I go, What? He goes, What's your number? I'm like, uh, All right. I give him my number, not thinking anything of it. Like, it's cool. Like, he'll get me next time. Later that day, he texts me like some funny photos. I text some funny photos back, just like random, kind of ridiculous, like meme type stuff. A couple months later, I get a call. It's, uh, I remember I was interviewing someone. I get a call and it's a yo from a from block number. Yo, where you at? I'm like, who's this? It's big. Where you at? I'm like, I'm in, I- I'm, I'm uptown. He goes, come <laughs> to this building right now. And I show, I race down to this building. And Shaq comes out and he was waiting in the building for me, he gets me, grabs me, he goes, I'm kidnapping you for the day. He throws me in the car with him, and he brought me to the view with him, and uh, and uh, it was funny. Like I went to the 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 um the dressing room at the view, and like at the time, I think Rosie was on the show, and Wolfie, oh and like God. they come into the the dressing room, and then they see me, and they're like, "What is you? What are you doing with Shack?" Like it's just <laughs> like I've interviewed these people on the street. Like what do you do with Shack? And then we went to another show, uh, and then we went to lunch. And then finally we went back to NBC. He was doing the Meredith, the Meredith Vieira show. Remember that show? It was oh, yeah. one mm-hmm. season. So we're doing the Meredith Vieira show. And like, it's funny because like I'm inside NBC, like upstairs, it's just cool. Like it's, you know, you guys know, it's historic yeah. being NBC, Rockefeller center and I'm in the dressing room with Shaq and the security guy, the head security guy of NBC walks in the dressing room and goes, Hey Shaq, that guy can't be here. And I go, he's pointing at me. I'm like, uh, what? Like, I'm not like the guy just didn't like me. He knows what I do. I've been on the property, trying to film people before, not on the property, but on the sidewalk, trying to film people. And Shaq's like, what do you mean? He's like, he's not allowed to be in here. And Shaq goes, listen, if he goes, I go. And the guy's like, all right, well, I'll be right back. Comes back with the lawyer of NBC. And the lawyer has got a ring on from a Miami heat. And, and the guy goes, Hey Shaq, nice to meet you. I'm a lawyer. actually see this ring. You, uh, I, I was the lawyer for the Miami heat. And he goes, Oh yeah, I'm the one who got you that ring, you know? <laughs> and uh, the lawyer goes, listen, Shaq, he is not allowed to be here and I'm not doing anything. I'm like, Shaq, listen, I'll go. Like, I, I'm sorry. I'm not even doing anything. I'm not filming. I was just hanging out with them. Shaq goes, listen, if he goes, I go. And uh, wow. the guy goes, all right, we'll be right back. They never came back in the room again. <laughs> and Shaq, and then Shaq basically had me like walk with him and stand with him. Like basically until he went out on the Meredith Vieira channel I was like, dude, thank you so much for like having my back and like just supporting me. And ever since that relationship, ever, ever since that experience, every time I've seen the NBC security, they have a lot more respect for me. Like, okay, he's with them. He's cool.
3: By the way, I, Adam tells me the most amazing stories on oh our my podcast. God. He's never told me that story. Like, the <laughs> whole story from start to finish, so that was an exclusive for me too. I was like, yeah. "Oh wow, that's how that all went down."
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Well,
4: thank Dude, you had, for telling us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have so many. Honestly, I got crazy stories. Like if he told me like a random name, I'd be like, "All right, here's my story with that person." But yeah, that's that's a good Shaq one. That was you the first me, time Dax how I got with Shaq. Like you really
0: got me to gay gasp and one. you brought up the View. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite girl grew. <laughs> I know, right? That was what was good. So- <laughs> Especially the rosy years Like, don't even bring that the up. The rosy ears. Now we don't even know who's on the show. <laughs> right. Seriously. Now, um, you
1: bringing up Beyonce kind of made me think, you know, like Beyonce, Taylor Swift, they used to be really photographed, really doing a bunch of interviews. Now they've pulled back a lot. Do you have any insight to like why those two specifically come to mind? I know there are a bunch more, but why they would kind of do that? Do you think they just don't quote unquote need? that anymore
3: i think I, I think taylor just got bit in the ass with all her stuff that went on you know and all the, the snake and all er, everything that went <laughs> on I, you know i think that i think she was almost overexposed and then people started to see the cracks in the foundation with that and so i think she pulled back mm-hmm. and i think that you know she was doing the setup photos with like harry styles and how can i make this into a storyline and how can i you know get make myself a bigger entity as Taylor Swift. Again, I don't fault her for any of that. By all means, you're not the first person in Hollywood to set up a fake relationship, to have the paparazzi follow you, to then be on the cover of magazines. That's normal. Whether people want to buy into it or not, that's normal. However, I think when people, when you kind of pretend that it's not that way and you try to act higher than that, like you're getting on the phone with Kanye West and you're... Saying, yes, go ahead, like, do whatever you want. But then telling the public, oh, I, I, he, he could never call me a bitch. But then here's the recording. I think she was just getting called out for too many things. So she was like, I can't have my life so public. And I think that's when she kind of retreated a lot from the public. And so now the only time you really see her is when she, like, walks from her apartment into her SUV and vice versa. And she really does that when she has something coming up like the rest of the time she can go and hide away okay. in Rhode Island or whatever but for the most part she she manipulates her appearance and her her how people see her so well it's very calculated. She has one of the most calculated uh you know what do I want to say personas about out of anyone in Hollywood. It's it's really remarkable.
1: Now, I have to say I'm a major swifty, but I see it. I want everyone to know I do see it. And when you said it, those fake Harry style pictures, my heart was like so happy because I've said it (laughs) since day one. I'm like, there's no way.
3: Nothing real about those whatsoever (laughs) other than they did their job and they got a ton of publicity.
0: It's odd though, because Taylor's so heavy handed about it. Like even as a, I'm a fake, I call myself a fake Swifty. Like I became a Taylor fan a few years ago post 1989 i'm like the worst of the worst fake taylor fan (laughs) but it's like even as somebody from the outside i'm like god taylor is so heavy-handed with her like curation of her image like some people i feel do it in a way that you can tell that it's curated but it's it's like not as over the top like taylor's just sometimes feels really intensely managed Mm
4: oh
3: percent, it is
4: it's uh it's funny because Taylor briefly lived in New York City I think she still has the place but like you know you don't really see her here too much but it's funny I never seen someone go to the gym and then come out of the gym better than like I don't think she used the gym at her sh- the, the shower at her gym but she came out makeup on lipstick on mascara on and like turning and looking at the cameras like you, <laughs> you know like you know what you're we, we get it you know like it's 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 part of it actually i just got a tip today actually someone i'll tell you this um uh well two things there's rumors that uh taylor is going to be doing an oprah interview just like adele did there's rumors that that's going on right now but someone just hit me up today and they're working on it. i'll tell you guys dax i didn't even tell you about this guy hit me up today and sent. i'm gonna read you what they sent me uh my buddy uh my buddy here sold his yacht last month to a kind of popular singer for her dad who you might ask taylor swift Her dad, Scott, is that her dad's name? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Her dad, Scott, and then showed up to his house in Huntington Harbor here on Long Island and sailed it away. So I'm right now trying to get the the photos of the boat and then trying to figure out how much about they did, how much that was worth.
1: I wish I got those text messages.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I have to selfishly ask. I feel like our listeners would be really upset if I didn't ask. And also I would just like, I would- beat myself up about it for years if I didn't ask. Desk, you worked at TMZ during the height of Britney mania, correct? Oh yeah.
3: Oh yeah. I was there for it all. We Yeah, I've I've actually done quite a few interviews over Britney because of being at
0: TMZ yeah. during the wildness. Uh-huh. I know that I just had to f- formally pretend that I didn't know that. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm I'm a Britney head the way Kelly is a Taylor. Like I love Britney. Um, can you just give us some insight as to what it was like to work at specifically TMZ during that time because it's like you know it's different because it was TMZ
3: uh do you see
0: the gray hair this
3: is (laughs) Britney this is Britney right here this is Lindsay Lohan on the other side they're all numbered Uh, no it, it was it was it was nonstop. it really was and when I say that like the feeling you had when you would go to bed and you're like, something's going to happen to Brittany. That was like real life. And for me, I'm like, I go to bed at night and in the morning before even leaving to work. And I'd leave to work at like 4:30 in the morning because I live in Orange County. So I'm not in LA. I'd have to go through to be like, what happened last night? What kind of crazy shit did Brittany do last night that I need to make sure that the world, And it's not even the world because you're racing against all the other entertainment sites is really what it comes down to. Um, You had to be the first one up because if you're not the first one up, you have already lost the story. And that was kind of ingrained into my head. So you go to you, you check the websites at night at 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. when you're when you're falling asleep. Oh, my God. Is there anything that we need to get up? If there is. okay, now you've got to alert everyone. Get a writer, get an editor, get like get the whole thing going, and then you're not getting to bed until one a, one a.m. Or you wake up and at four a.m. you're looking through the site to be like, what it what kind of stuff is there of Britney? Because it's like you search Britney's name first before anyone else. Search Britney's name, and now get the photos, get the videos up. If there isn't okay, now I've got an hour drive. It'll give me some time to get there to you know, for any other photos to come in. It was just a really crazy time in entertainment news. And that's like the best way to describe it. It was just nonstop. And I I laugh because as much like a shit TMZ got for covering like celebrities nonstop, Britney at that time was such a focal point of just America. Yeah. CNN even had a Britney like uh, special every single night where it'd be like, what did Britney do last night? And CNN would have it. And I'm like, this is wild that our most trusted news source in America is has a Britney Spears section every night on their show. So it wasn't like just TMZ. Everyone was covering her. And that's why you were constantly trying to be the first one to report whatever happened the night before.
0: Yeah, and the crazy thing with her is she did everything so late in the night. It was like slash early in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like everything was happening at like 4 a.m., like... At gas stations, you know what I mean. It was always like in the middle of the night.
3: It really was. I mean, I think, I think what it came down to is she would just, she would get out and kind of wander and yeah. see where that took her. And I remember one time during the middle of the day. So the TMZ office used to be on Sunset. It was like Sunset and Crescent. There's a Crunch Gym. Right, like it's the Laugh the, Factory. Yeah, the Laugh Factory is right there. We were at this top office. And it overlooked sunset. And I remember one day she was doing one of her like random drives around all LA. And it would kind of all the paparazzi would then start to pick up because once you know where Brittany is and people are calling each other, uh, this is where we're at now. She had a hundred cars following her at a point. There was a news helicopter circling her filming and local news was covering it as if it was a car chase, but it was just Brittany driving through LA and she God. passed right by our building. No joke. It was a hundred cars went through a red light just because no one was going to stop and lose her. It was wild. Holy
0: shit! It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy too. And I feel like one of the things that's gotten kind of lost in translation with the the Britney of it all is that Britney did have a relationship with the paparazzi. Well, and did a
3: paparazzi. So
0: yeah, and like if you watch those videos at that time, like you know. Um, Brittany knew a lot of the paparazzi by name. They would pump her gas. Like they would well, help her she, with directions.
3: She started to feel like those were her friends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think there was a false sense of friendship there because they, a lot of them, and I'm not saying all of them because I know a lot of these paparazzi guys and some of them are very nice and awesome. But I think that they were like, cool. If I can get next to Brittany, she's my payday for tomorrow. Exactly. And she's going, I don't have anyone around me. These guys seem to be taking care of me or watching over me, so they must be my friends. And again, there, we all know there's a lot of mental health issues involved into the Britney saga, but you know she was very kind, and they were very kind to her. And, and so there was a very much give and take with Britney and the paparazzi.
4: You know, when we think about it, it's not as crazy now. Like, we were there, Dax, and obviously during that time, it was just wild. Now you could actually pretty much every single night you could sleep through the night. But at that time from, you know, roughly, there was a five year span where every single night you knew someone was getting arrested. Someone was a DUI, some shit was going down. And it was, you know, Dax once talks about anxiety, like it was, it was rough. Like you just were always on call and knew something could possibly go down. It was very intense. And also the speed, you know, we're trying to compete with other news outlets out there. You know, it's uh, it's, it's not competitive. It's, you're competitive among yourself because you have to be the first if you're not the first you're the last pretty much and it's still mm-hmm. like that for for a lot of it you got it the speed's very essential well i just had i had to ask the Brittany
3: question people would have killed me ask <laughs> <That's laughs> Ask anything you want but open book here
1: i know dax before we started you did say you wanted to talk more about taylor swift because you heard troy's rant
3: i i i just i enjoy people not like just fawning all over her because there is so much of the public that just loves every single thing she does um and i think your guys's rant was essentially like what what was the exact i forget the the wording but you guys were just talking about like how she does overemphasize a lot of her things that she does and she gets like the world to join in her crusade but yet the the first time someone mm-hmm. like says something against her she's like oh my god how dare you speak shit on me when like yeah. poor jake gyllenhaal can't even have a meal right now he's like out in public just wanting to cry at all moments of the day but like if he was to say something negative like her people would all jump on him but like she makes songs about people and i think troy you had said like she doesn't realize that people don't appreciate her talking crap on every relationship or every thing that she has going on in her life and for some reason either she hasn't realized it or she just doesn't care because it makes her so much money.
0: That's yeah, fair. I think that's fair. I think I don't think she's the best at reading the room always. <laughs> I really don't. Like, I don't think she always knows the temperature. I really don't. And I feel like she, yeah, like, I, you know, it really pissed me off that she didn't say, for somebody who sort of demands people to get behind her, but like you said, with these, like, these things that she's gone through publicly in the entertainment industry, whatever they may be, um, for her to not extend that same support to people, I think is just very telling. Like, I think the fact that she's not said anything about Free Britney is like really odd for somebody yeah. who puts herself on like a, a platform as somebody who speaks out. Mm-hmm. No, I just I think agree. that's really she, gross. She keeps
3: quiet about a lot of really big issues because obviously it can affect her and her her platform, you know, I think that's why, obviously, she stayed quiet about any political issues for a long time. It was like people were like, don't say anything. It's going to affect your your fan base. And I think that's kind of what she still does is she doesn't want to ruffle too many feathers. And I get that. But um, I don't know. I, I think that one thing that's telling to me is there was a time where I asked Adam, you know, you, you photograph a lot of celebs who you know, it's telling on what their bodyguards are like to the paparazzi. And I said, who has the rudest bodyguards out there? And Adam, what was your answer?
4: Taylor Swift. There, She's, from my experiences, it's like, from my experiences dealing with her, and I've had multiple, uh, and not like firsthand, just kind of being around it, trying to get close or seeing what the deal is. It's, uh, it's definitely not, she's, I don't know. It's just, I hope people don't come after me. She she what? it's it's not the best experience is
3: at, is at Adam Glenn
4: <laughs> all your
3: hate mail directly yeah. to him because I, he's uh... calling Taylor Swift a bitch. Right now, <laughs> I, he's saying it I, without I, saying I haven't had
4: lucky experiences with her, you know. It's just that she just I've never seen really kind of good stuff with the fans and just um
3: but you guys have to realize like there are a lot of celebs that have bodyguards and they're kind and they treat Paparazzi fans really, really well. And you know, because that's a direct reflection of the person that's yeah. ordering them how to treat people.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what sure. I'm saying? If,
4: I always so, say you could tell us how a celebrity is based on how their assistant is. If, if they seem happy and just comfortable with what they do, then they're actually a very good person. Like last week, I saw, not last week, because I was thinking the week before, I was with Kevin Hart, and his team is so relaxed, so happy, nice, great. Like he, and you know, that comes from him. Like he's just that easy to deal with. With her, it's it's not pleasant. The, the everything around it's not fun. I mean, I've had experience one time. Dax, I ever tell you when her dad threw me into a wall at Target?
3: Mm-mm.
4: <laughs> no, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, her, this is like years ago. Her, she was doing, uh, she was stopping in Targets, like just like because she had an album that was only released at Target for somehow. And I had a camera. There was like I had the tip that she was showing up there, and there was like a, maybe like one other, two other camera people there, and I started just filming it. I walked into the store. And I was like, fuck. I'm going to go film it too. And I just walked in the store as Taylor was kind of walking around the store. And she was at a target in Harlem, like giving out her CDs or doing something like that. And the father like was just like a total dick. And I remember grabbed me and like pushed me against the wall. And I was, you know, as an older guy, I was like, dude, I fucking knock you out, buddy. But I yeah. uh, like, it was, just, it was, it was really like, you're lucky you're Taylor. So you're a lot, you're worth a lot more than me. Cause this not end well, but um, it was just a whole weird thing. Like it was just so aggressive. I'm not necessary because like, I was just filming it just like, like two other people were like, it wasn't like a big deal and it was so ridiculous. And it was just kind of, it was just, wasn't a good vibe.
1: Now, as we wrap this up, I feel like you two would be the best people to ask, how can you spot a staged paparazzi picture mm. other than probably the obvious of like someone walking into a gym and walking out full face makeup?
3: Yeah, I, I, I feel like I can just spot them now. <laughs> I don't know. There's something that looks, they don't look genuine to me. And I think Adam had the perfect example. Like when someone's walking around with the the, the label perfectly angled for the camera, it's <laughs> like, come on. No one drinks their coconut water, <laughs> like, you know, perfectly angled yeah. for the camera. Like that, that to me is a, a, a huge if sign. Have,
4: yeah. I feel like if you have know. it in your gut, it probably is. Um, not all the time, but it probably is like, there's someone who's been, no, it's funny, Dax. I never told you that. I'll tell you this guys. And maybe you guys, I feel like someone who's been doing a lot of paparazzi photos lately and kind of setting up is Chase Crawford. I was going to say
1: him. And,
4: uh, it's so weird lately. Like I keep seeing him like, and it's like random spots, and I know the paparazzi aren't chasing that guy around.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I was gonna say they're not
1: chasing. It's something Chase to Robert. make him
4: stay relevant, and uh, it's it's such a weird name, but some about but again, that name.
3: We don't knock that. I don't know, I know we dude. a no. smart move. But we do I not do knock that. Thing. We think good for Chase for getting out there and being, you know, a person to interact and keep himself relevant. Good for him.
4: Yeah, and if they've ever seen something, it's. If you feel it in your gut, it probably is. If they're saying they're leaving the gym and the makeup's on and it's just too good, it probably is a setup shot, you know? And
3: and I would also say if it's an exclusive photo of something that you're like, how the fuck did they find out about this? There's a good chance that it was, you know, someone was tipped off. Again, maybe not by the celeb themselves, but their manager, their publicist needs them to be spotted in a certain spot with someone else or whatever there's a good chance that there was a third party involved in getting that planned yeah we don't knock
4: it we don't knock it you know and i'll fucking call it out in two seconds but if he starts calling me and doing set of paparazzi shots i won't say a thing guys i'll tell you what i won't call you out if you don't do it with another guy if you do it with me i'm silent you you know i don't even know you i lose the number so uh but yeah it's uh I, listen it's part of the game i respect the kardashians kind of our black belts at it and yeah. uh it's it's smart smart for it's good for business
3: yeah i remember no i shouldn't say that never mind i'll tell you guys okay <laughs> <laughs> I, I just know of i know of a celeb that would literally get all of their photographs photoshopped by the paparazzi There's yeah a good i know item. someone one too they would get all their their photos touched up and fixed and approved before putting them out to the public and i was just like why do you go through the hassle like that seems like such a pain in the ass but they were that you know they wanted their image to be that choreographed
0: she's gonna laugh at me saying this but i'm obsessed with katie holmes and i can't even believe that you brought her up earlier (laughs) because i actually think that she like i think katie holmes takes very chic staged paparazzi photos like they're tasteful like
3: the eyes I mean? of cbs so yeah caseful. the
0: cbs ones are
4: all set up it's like come on and it's funny because the same person i, I mean listen it's yeah I, I, I don't.
0: she had one a few years ago maybe a couple years ago that went kind of viral where she was wearing this like this like tiny cardigan and like a sweater that was like a bathing suit but it was a sweater material and it had later come out that she'd like partnered with the, the brand that designed it. But she like went out and took these like hailing a cab photos. And I was like, Katie Holmes is so good at being fake. This is so cheap. <laughs> If they know the sweater she's wearing yeah. in the caption.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, that's probably a set-up yeah. good point, Adam. If they start calling out the exact brand that you've never heard of. And they're <laughs> yeah. like, she's wearing her skinny jeans made by <laughs> Chip and Pepper, which or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You're just like, yeah. come on. No one knows that. And clearly it was set up and it, the fashion, uh, you know, designer paid her to be in them to be photographed the whole thing.
1: I'm so glad you brought up the people exclusive thing because Troy and I always say that like the Pete and Kim, John Mulaney and Olivia Munn, even going back to like Blake Lively and Pem Badgley. It's like people exclusive. They're dating.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You no, know, so funny with the John Mulaney and Olivia Munn of all the photos that could have been done. The first photo, remember the first photo that was leaked? It was like them eating a burger and there was only one photo, one photo <laughs> that came out. You're telling me the paparazzi only got one photo, nothing <laughs> else the entire, not walking out together, nothing that one photo, like it was just sort day. Of like,
3: yeah, dude,
4: it was, come on.
3: <laughs> and who did, Adam, who did we have on that told us Spencer. the whole Brad and Angelina? Spencer.
4: It was the same photographer.
3: Oh, Spencer. Spencer. Yeah, so when we had Spencer Pratt on guys, he was the one that told us that Brad and Angelina set up the paparazzi for the very first photo set of them together after oh, him on and the beach. Jen broke up. Yes.
0: Yeah. Those he photos. was like,
3: I was, he said, I was working with Us Weekly at the time and Us Weekly was then also working with the photographer for those photos, and the whole thing was orchestrated. I was, like, (laughs) mind-blowing that someone like Brad and Angie would set up photos, but again, it's, it goes back to everyone does it.
0: Yeah, that was the, the, I guess, the point I was trying to make earlier, that, like, it used to be, like, Brad and Angelina, you would never, like, Mm -hmm. at the time, you would think, like, no, these are people who are hounded. They they followed them to Costa Rica. How dare they? To the to a, a private beach in the middle of nowhere. Like I'll these people. But yeah, it's uh the lines are so blurred now that it just feels like, you know, everybody's calling it out every day. Yep, exactly. Well, this was really fun. Thank you guys so much for coming on our show. Yeah.
1: Let everybody know where they can listen to you, find you on socials. The red carpet is rolled out for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
3: thank you. Adam does the best pitch, so Adam. Well, no, Dax
4: and I show. do the Hollywood Raw podcast. Uh, the Hollywood Raw podcast, you know, again, me being a street journalist where I'm only getting, you know, one minute to, if I'm lucky to three minutes. If I'm really lucky to 20 seconds with these celebrities, it's really cool for me to finally uh, Dax and I both to kind of talk to these celebrities and it's weird because we've been covering these celebrities for so long and now we get to have these candid conversations like dude that was pretty crazy like, like we kind of came up together like with people like we have had Mike the situation on the podcast and when we first well when I first started the situation the jersey show were the biggest stars in the world so we get to talk about that time where you know them dealing with the media the press as being a celebrity some of the cool people that met we've so we interviewed celebrities we've had people like Tony Robbins we've had people like uh, you know, uh, who we just had Brooke Burke talking about how she got let go from Dancing with the Stars and how like, you know, and I mean, we've Mark had people Cuban. like Larsa Pippen on the podcast, Larsa Mark Cuban, Pippen. Larsa Pippen talking about her relationship with the Kardashians and why they kind of broke up. So we kind of get to have these candid role conversations with these influential people. We always say if they're on our podcast, it's because they're interesting. Not only are we having the celebrities, we also have people that have been involved in making these people famous, like this guy named Shiraz who is one of the guys who helped make Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian famous and not only that we have these people we also have the bodyguards we've had uh one of Kim's bodyguards and talks about and Kanye's bodyguard talks about that experience of working with those people um, and working with other people uh it's uh so the Hollywood Raw podcast it's on on all social media platforms we're on TikTok Instagram and actually if you follow us on TikTok and Instagram we have um we post a lot of paparazzi videos so I know you uh you know Troy you love those raw kind of videos and we kind of have access to those videos that we kind of showed what's going on really in LA that cool. you don't necessarily see on Extra Access Hollywood. Um, so, yeah, it's the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I'm Adam at Adam Glenn, A uh, D A M G L Y N, Dax Hold, D A X H O L T, Dax. Did I cover it all, bud?
3: You covered it all. Can I give you guys one <laughs> last blind item before we leave? Please. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. One of the best. Okay, I say best, but it was craziest. Photo sets that I saw while working at TMZ that was never put out to the public. It was a shot of two people getting it on, on their very public balcony of their hotel in Mexico. One of them was a pop, I guess, is a pop star and married. Well, the person was with someone else who was also very famous, but they were, they were getting it on on in a very very public way, and Dude. those photos never made. <laughs> did
0: you have the anywhere.
4: photos on your camera or something like? Did you take photos <laughs> yeah. of the photo? I never told me this story. This yeah, is great. I know,
3: it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. And I got to see all the pics, and then uh, yep, they, they disappeared. And I I don't know if they disappeared because the celebrity bought them out or or what the, the case was, but they never saw the light of day.
1: It went into that wow. TMZ vault. That's been <laughs> the infamous the well, TMZ vault.
3: wasn't going to post them anyway because it was like, oh my God, we right. like can't post that. But it's literal they porn. definitely disappeared into nowhere land.
0: Hmm. Are we allowed to ask who they are when we stop recording? Maybe.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming on. This was a blast. And everyone go listen to the Hollywood Raw podcast. Thanks Bye, guys.
3: Bye, guys.